Hey, Laura. Hey, Greg. How's it going? Good. How are you? What did you do since I last saw you? Oh, no. I was in Detroit. What were you doing in you Detroit? You know what? Let me say this on record. I think Detroit is one of the most underrated cities in the country. Really? Yeah. I went to speak on um, JDRF's Type 1 Summit social media panel. I was no, I extended my trip until Monday because, you know, they fly me and fly me out the same day. Everyone was like, make sure you take transportation everywhere you go. Don't walk anywhere. Be safe. And I like it really scared me. It was the best, the the best city I've ever been to. The nicest people I've ever met in my life, like above and beyond these strangers went out of their way for me. Huh. Cheap prices, good food, beautiful city. Yeah. I, I would move there. I say that I would move there. I would move there. What was the weather like? It was great. I, you know what? I like it very gray. It was like kind of chilly, maybe like 60. You like it gray? I like it gray. I like it chilly. I don't like rain. And it didn't. It maybe rained once very a very small period of time. Mm. It was beautiful. There's like foosball tables in the middle of the sidewalks. There's like this place in the middle of downtown with just like sand and beach chairs. It was I, – I, I can't get over how blown away I was by But I feel Detroit. like your whole life is – like laying at the pool or at the beach. Well, maybe it, yeah, but if I had a if I had a patch of sand in the middle of <laughs> in the middle <laughs> of downtown, I'd be you don't happy. You're at the beach. You just need sand. Yeah, I just need like the, the sand, atmosphere. not the beach. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretend. No, it was beautiful. The event was fun. We talked about some things. We'll probably talk about. What do you do on a social media panel? It's a good question. I always feel a little unqualified. Well, you've done this be, before. I've done this before. This is my third one, but. You know, these people that I speak on these panels with, like, they're they're up there to speak about their personal accounts. But people ask me to go speak about you're just my type, and that's not my personal account. That's your guys' account. Hmm. So it's a little weird. It's like it, it's it's very popular, but it's not because of me. But you do share your s- story. A, a little it. here and there. So when do I, you talk about how you use social media to share your story, or you talk about – No, I talk about how social media about is – You're just my type. I talk about how social media has become this very powerful tool for type 1 diabetics. And I feel like you're really at the epicenter of that. Why? Well, <laughs> well for one, be- because you're sharing all these other people's stories. Right. But that's why I think it's so successful because people see different – it- this is what you told me. What did I, I tell you? I was like, why is like why am I getting these new followers? What's happening? And didn't did you not? Was this not you? Did you not say – no, oh my god, it wasn't you. <laughs> okay, let's rewind. I have a contact with another diabetes company, and we were talking about my page and just how much it's grown in the past year. And he said, People they need like different, like mental stimulation every day. And every day I post something new, it's a new photo, it's a new story. It's not me every single day. It's not I feel like too. I would lose followers if I posted me every single day. <laughs> the same toast and two poached <laughs> eggs for breakfast every day. Exactly. The same Starbucks coffee. Exactly. Yeah. Same glass of wine. Why do you think it is we're going people off. like we're that? We're going on a tangent. Because it's, it's do different. Do people want to connect with other people? I think so. I just had a woman. This really touched my heart. It was today she commented saying she – had always felt low with diabetes, was married, just got divorced, still never found like that family. She just found my page. She said she was going through every single profile I'd posted and following these people just to see what it's like to live as another type 1 diabetic because she's never had that kind of closure or community before. I think that's exactly what the profile is for. Hmm. Do you think 
This is an interview. <laughs> it helps people more who uh, don't have a physical community. Is that the point of it's not the, the point. online diabetes Instagram world? Well, I think it's a huge bonus. Like someone like me, I prefer being at home, using my phone, using the internet rather than going out and doing these social events. So I think it's the perfect, you know. You know? Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You can find, but it's, and it's also you easy can to find. find I mean, yeah, it's easy to find. You can find people everywhere. You can go you to an event put, in LA. Type one and you then can you just go, put someone's name exactly, in, and that's, a, that's exactly. someone's handle. <laughs> you can go to an event in LA, and it's it's you'll meet these few people. You're online. You're talking to people from all over the world. Yeah, and there's definitely a lot more people online than are coming to things. A hundred in real life. Yeah, because the events we have in LA, it's like. The rotation of the same 20 people or so right but there's a lot more than 20 people with type 1 in la well i told you someone reached out to me too saying they wanted to move to la because they had no type ones in their area and we have all of the type ones and i was like no we don't first of all i just went to the event in detroit where they say michigan has the most it's the most like populated type one state the most type ones they say there's state? the most type ones in the in any state than there. Hmm. Let me start something that sentence the over. There's, I said that. I said there's <laughs> something in the Great Lakes. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you just have access to anyone and everyone you want to online. I forgot where we were going with this. We're talking about your week. Oh, yeah. Detroit. Amazing. 10 out of 10 would go again. <laughs> <laughs> this panel was a lot different. It was just, um, well, Rob was supposed to come with us. But it was just Jillian and I. Yeah. Kind of just chit-chatting back and forth. They're all so different in each panel. Do people ask you questions? Yeah. Don't ask me what they were. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's always a part at the end of each one for people to ask questions. Anyway, how's your week? Um, since I last saw you, I did my first triathlon. Yeah, tell me about that. It was an experience. Yeah. Um... It was a half Ironman distance, 70.3 miles total. So 1.2 mile swim, 56 mile bike ride, and then a half marathon run. And had you done anything like this before? Because I thought you were just a runner. I was just a runner. Exactly. So this was my first triathlon. Okay. And I picked like... The hardest one to do. The hardest one in the country, so apparently. you're just an overachiever. Why did you choose the hardest one? Well, um, it was Dave Holmes's idea. Oh, Dave Holmes. We were just listening to your podcast, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Shout out Dave Holmes. Shout out Dave Listen Holmes. homophilia. <laughs> so Dave was like, Dave was diagnosed um, two years ago. Oh, I did not know he was that recently. Yeah. yeah. And he uh, did the Wildflower Triathlon like the year before he was diagnosed, like before he was diagnosed. And then late last year, he was like, guys, I think we should do this again. And I thought it was going to be this great, like, redemption story. Like, uh-huh. type one came, knocked him down. He had to relearn how to run, how to swim, how to bike, how to manage blood sugars while exercising. And then he comes back to Wildflower, competes, best time ever, triumphant, you know. Yeah. We're all screaming and crying across the finish line, and he didn't come. <laughs> Dave, what do you have to say first? So I had already signed up, 
And there were three distances, the short, the sprint, they call it, yeah. the Olympic, and then the long. And I was like, Fuck why not do the long? Yeah, I'm going there. Right. And I figured if it was something really challenging, it would make me train harder. Mm. And it went well. I finished. It was very hilly and it was very, very hot. I was not ready for the you heat. You want to talk about the panic attack in the water or yeah. is that not something we wanted to say? So, <laughs> yeah, I had never done a swim where you start with a whole bunch of people and you just, you all jump in the water and you're just. A bunch just, of little salmon. It's, it, that's exactly what I thought <laughs> yeah. went into my mind. Like when you see those videos of salmon, like going upstream to yeah. mate and they're just diving on top of each other and hitting each oh, other. That's giving me anxiety. Like, that's, that's what I felt like. Yeah. Except I was like the salmon that gets Trimble. crushed. <laughs> yeah, I was the last salmon. <laughs> the one I'm who straight. ends up alone because I'm the last one there. But you weren't the last one. I don't know if I, you I mean, were. I probably wasn't. Not, not okay. in my group, at least. So now I'm going to fast forward you too. But yeah, I'm just in the water right. freaking out for, I don't know, the first hundred meters or so, at least. And I was 100% convinced I wasn't going to finish. I said, there's no way this is taking too long. I was, and when you're panicking, you just like, you have no rhythm. Well, especially when you're in the water. Like if you panic when you're running, at least you can breathe. When you panic in the water, you're literally just treading water and just like trying to get, and you're drowning. I was basically drowning drowning for 100 meters. (laughs) And then I eventually got enough space around me because I'm not good at swimming in a straight line. (laughs) So I I kept going the wrong way uh, because the water's a a lake. You can't see the bottom. You can't see where you're going. Uh So I would keep going off course and then the guys in kayaks would no, kayak over to me. Wait, they, you didn't tell me they this They say, go this way. And I'd have to like turn around and go back. So I probably end up swimming a lot longer than I needed no to. No wonder you were so tired. <laughs> and eventually I like got my rhythm and I was fine. I still kept going off course, but. I think that's a metaphor for life. Panicking? No, you kept, you, going off, you kept going oh, yeah. off course and then finding your way back. And then, yeah, these life is a shirtless life. college students in Ooh. kayaks. <laughs> Direct me okay, back on course. Okay, but then go talk about when, talk about the support you had while you were there. Um, so we had a whole team, Type 1 Run. People who follow Beta Cell Podcast yeah. probably know I talk a lot about running. And Type 1 Run is the nonprofit that I started with James Mansfield about a year ago. Yeah. And we just recently became a part of Beyond Type 1. And we make these local, we help start up local running groups around the world. And we're up to something like 90 chapters around the world. And so we had a group go. And we it was mostly LA people. We had Dana come up, come down from San Francisco. My sister does not have type one. She came down from She's Napa. A type one supporter. We had Emma fly over from London. For the event? For the event. She flew out from London for a wildflower? Yeah. Is that the she truth? Ended up, she ended is that up, the truth you're telling no, me No, that's right the now? truth. She ended up tacking on a Cancun vacation afterwards. Typical. So I don't know what was the real okay. motivation. But I was the only one doing the long course. And the long course is the only thing that goes on on Saturday. 
And every time I came into the transition area from one sport to the next, everyone was there cheering me on. And it was... How did that make you feel? It was overwhelming. I was like, I was in tears. Did anyone else have that? I would be, I would have been crying, except I was so dehydrated so, from the heat. Tears just it was just, it was just salt granules <laughs> yeah. falling down my face. It was the most incredible experience of my whole life. Like crossing the finish line, like coming down to the end. I wish I could James have seen that in slow mo. Was like running next to me, like taking pictures on his phone. Georgie was like right after the finish line. She gave me a hug over the fence. I was. It, yeah, it was life changing. I wish I weekend. could have been there. Next time. Next time. May 4th oh, and 5th of next year. May the 4th be with you. I'll mark it down. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I would know that more than you. So I'm, a little surpri- I'm more surprised that you came up with that before me. Uh, but it was amazing. My blood sugars were yeah. awesome. Good. I was. I was actually pretty confident confident with blood sugars. Most people were were worried about that. Like for themselves or for you? For me. Doing yeah, it. They're I like, was it's gonna about be it. it's gonna be crazy. You know, you're gonna be he exerting didn't even, yourself. You didn't but, even have any sugar or glucose tabs while you were swimming. No, I brought nothing with me on the right. swim. Everyone um, else don't, did. Don't do that at home. <laughs> James had them up his sleeve and his, his wetsuit, up his swim cap. Jerry had them like in his uh, wetsuit. Oh so when he God. unzipped, they all fell out. What, and what was like, the reason for you not me? carrying sugar on you, Mr. Responsible Diabetic? Um, I mean, I didn't have my Dexcom with me because I didn't want to bring it in the water. I was going to bring my phone in the water. And what about your watch? It's water. Oh, 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 oh. It's got to go to the yes, phone yes, to go yes, to the watch. Yes. Um, so I didn't have that. So I figured I wouldn't know and I wasn't going to like bring my glucose kit and like stop at one of the kayaks and like ask for well, a towel. Well, what did the other, di- the other diabetics brought sugar with them? I guess they just figured they would feel low and take it. And you figured you're invincible? No, I, I, fig- I think I had trained enough swimming an hour. To try to predict what I, would happen. Because I practiced so much. I'm going to test real quick. I would just show up at the pool, swim for an hour see my blood sugar before, see my blood sugar after. And I got so comfortable knowing exactly what my routine needed to be, when I needed to eat food, how much food I needed to eat, what I needed to do for my temp basil, that when it came time, I knew I'd be fine. I was more worried that the adrenaline rush from starting would make me go high. So I didn't think I was gonna go low at all. And I didn't go low the entire time. Good. Which was- You're lucky. Yeah. It was- Practice is all it was. It was. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Hmm. Now you're testing. I'm testing because your meal, guys. Every time I come over to Craig's for dinner, he has. I'm always excited because I'm like he's gonna have the carb counts out perfectly. Every single time I go high, and every single time he goes low, and we both get the same amount of insulin for the carbs that we're gonna eat. I'm 237. Well, our ratios might be different. Yeah, I mean, we get this, we count for the same amount of yeah, carbs. Yeah. What are you, right? I'm 237. I'm 115. Do I just got two units before we started recording this. But my duck says wait. 268, but we all know my ducks has been a wonk go today. Yeah. I would. <sighs> Do you want some of Frezza? 
No. Why does this happen? I don't know. Maybe it's the adrenaline of every coming over. Time, it's the excitement of I, dinner. Every time I go and high. And seeing me. And every time you go low. The adrenaline rush. You need to give yourself I was so a excited unit to, before you come listen, inside. I was so excited to say do because I was 120 when I got here. I'm like, finally. I'm either super low when I show up or I'm super mm. high where I have to wait to eat. I'm like, 120. This is perfect. And then I got pre-bolus. Got exactly what you told me to get. We ate. And now I'm high. Is it the wine? No. Wine brings me down. People did say they wanted us to talk about that. What alcohol does? Yeah, but I don't want to talk about that right now. Um, I just want to drink it. <laughs> so what's this week's topic? Did so we finish the, talking about Wildflower? It's great. Know, did you? It's we great. We were talking about community and finding people in real life, and you were saying we didn't online's say, great. Oh, but all, and uh, I'm there's so say, many things we could talk about. Okay. Meeting people online is great because you meet a lot of different people. Meeting people online, exactly. But there's me people. going to this event right. and being surrounded by 12 people who either – have type one or are a very close type three, a husband, my sister. I don't like that phrase. Type three? Yeah. What would, should we call them instead? People that know people with diabetes. <laughs> what? People they get their people, own title? People who know people I who mean, know come diabetes. I mean, we can find diabetes. a shorter way. I'm not trying to offend anyone, but to get your own label? Well, I think the point is that it affects I get people. it. It doesn't affect them like it affects us. No, but that's why there are three and we're one. No, you can just add a level of disease <laughs> to people that are significant others of someone with this disease. Wait, so I was saying being there with oh, this yeah. group of people who we – people who know people who have type, type one. Type threes. Was the most incredible thing. Yeah. And it wasn't the fact that I was doing this really hard thing and I felt accomplished from that. Like, whatever. Like, I trained. Well, not whatever. I trained a lot longer. I don't know. For me, it's whatever. Um, maybe that makes me sound like an asshole. No. No. And it, and it wasn't that I was, like, conquering diabetes for doing, for doing this, right? I, I didn't feel like it was some feat. Feet. I've had it long enough. I've run enough races. Yeah. I've exercised enough with it. That's like, I get it. I think it was just coming into the transition, you know, going from the bike to the run and just seeing everyone there supporting me, you know, not because I have type one, just because they're my friends. Right. Like the type one wasn't even like, that's an not issue. why they were there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's why they were there in a sense, <laughs> but they were there because we were all just supporting each other. And it's the fact that this disease brought us together. When I got asked recently too, would you be friends with all these people if if they weren't, if you all didn't have type one? And I was like, e yeah, are you kidding me? I thought as soon as I got asked this. Well, you wouldn't because you never would have met No, us. no, but I'm saying like, not like take all of that out of the equation. Yeah. If we were cured today, if, yeah, you yeah, like would we not numbers? would we not hang out? And as soon as someone asked me that, I thought of my friendship with you, and I was like, "Are you kidding me? We're not fr we're not yeah. friends because I mean, yes, we met because of this, but we're not friends because we we're not like feel obligated to hang out so we can yeah. talk about type one, even though we are recording a podcast about <laughs> it now. But like, I text you every day because you're my friend, and not because we're sharing this disease. That's a great segue to what this show is. <laughs> Go on. Out of range. Out of range. Weekly show, we're hoping. 
Probably yeah. every week. We might miss a week here. We're or there. shooting high. Yeah, if we're busy. Um, <laughs> if you're traveling. <laughs> if I'm traveling. If I'm traveling. Um, and every week we're going to talk about a different topic. I think one a week. We just pick something. Yeah. Someone can just submit a question. What do you want us to talk about? It doesn't even have to be a question. It could just be a topic, an idea. Yeah. So what's this week's topic? This week's topic is announcing our A1Cs public, publicly. On social media. On social media. Did this come up during any of your panels? E Yes. Should I talk about this? Yeah. Wait, but Okay. But no, let's talk let's hear the opinion about it and then I'll tell you why I felt very strongly about it this past weekend. So here's This the is situation. an opinion. This is an opinion we both agree on, you This is the situation. <laughs> We're slurring. People go <laughs> People go <laughs> to the their endocrinologist. Uh -huh. Their CDE, their whatever, their doctor. They get their A1C, and they're super happy. Or not happy. They're Sometimes super they're not happy. judged by it. I mean, like, they're super affected by it. Let's say yeah. that. It's a, it's a grade, essentially. Right. Even people that don't see their I don't number. think it's a grade, no, but, but even it looks people, like no, no, but even people that don't see their blood sugar numbers as a grade daily will still hold their A1Cs as, like, yeah. the end-all, be-all grade of their diabetes management. I don't know management. if it's because you get it at the doctor that it feels like really important. professional. Right? It's like this is the blood test, not like the little dinky machine that you we have yourself. at home we can just do ourselves. It's like the yeah. big machine. Remember, they, like, wipe off your finger twice. I hate every time. I was, those weird Every time I go, can I use my own poker, please? Because that thing hurts. Yeah. So, like, I, that that thing needle. will bring me to tears, a grown woman to tears. As soon as they pinch my finger, I'm like, no. I, sometimes I'm too late. I'm like, no, I need to use my Do you ever donate own. blood? No. So when you donate blood, they do a uh, finger no, stick. That thing, that. Because they check for, like, iron and this sure, and that, that to make sure you hurts. can do it. I've had it hurt for days. No, afterwards. I know. It like bru it bruises your finger. And I'm like, I anyway, do this I'm always like, can I use my day? poker? And then it's the whole thing. But anyway. Do they say yes? Yeah. Okay. Of course they do. I feel like that should just be the default. Bring your own. BYOP. BYOP. Do you call it a poker? No, I call it a lancing device. device. No, you don't. What a or mouthful. A I call it poker. But it's like calling a remote, like a clicker. Yeah. To each his own. <laughs> We're getting so <laughs> off topic. And they test it, and then it's in there for like five, ten minutes. And yeah. then the nurse gets the piece of paper, and they knock on the door, right? Mm. And the doctor says, come in. And they like hand it over. Like, like they don't look at like it. It's like an offer. Like it's it. like an offer yeah, on the table. <laughs> you have to flip it. And the doctor just like looks at it, and, and the, she like puts it down. Like, and then looks at you. And then she might say something. He or she might say something. They yeah. might not. Last time I was at the doctor. <laughs> I don't know why this had never happened before. What happened? She got the number and she looked at me and she said, Craig, I have to tell you, legally, you have uncontrolled diabetes. <gasps> and that's because my A1C was over like 5.4. You're like, lying. Like by definition, if what? you're... A1C is over 5.4. You have diabetes, right? You have to be under a certain amount. It's like 5.4, 5.5, something like that. I was above that. So she's like, 
technically you have uncontrolled diabetes. And I have to say that because otherwise you can't get any medication. You can't get insulin and stuff if you Wait, don't I've have. I've never heard anything like this before. Neither did I. I've, so it was weird this happening. And so like, that's how you get your Dexcom. That's how you get your, like, what? all your prescriptions. Like, because you have diabetes. And if my A1C. And then she was like, so she's kind of said this. And I was like, oh, God, it's so bad. Oh God, it's 12. Oh, my God. I'm, it's going to be the highest it's ever been. And it was like, fine. It was like, no big deal. Okay. Um, and then she actually said it was a little too low for how much right. I work out. Okay, so I... And I was like, she was like, we got to get that A1C up. Thank you for saying that. When I was just at the end of last, my, my A1C has always been like 7, 8. It, it always stays. But I would never, I've never been one to be working towards a lower A1C. I kind of like, I think of it on a smaller scale. Like, let me just get my blood sugars. Get through the day. Yeah, yeah. I'm never like, well, what's, how is this going to affect your A1C? But I went to just see my endo. She comes through the door. She looks, she looks down at the paper and she looks at me and she goes, I think we need to retest you. And I was like, why? And she goes, well, it says your A1C is 5.9. And I go, oh my God. Because it had been like, I'm sure it had been like 7 Do you remember that. what was the, I think like it was seven? like 7.1. She goes, it's 5.9. I go, oh, that's great. And she goes, no, this just like doesn't seem right. And I was like, okay. And at first, the first thing I said was, you're not going to charge me again for an A- <laughs> A1C test, right? Because if you're going to charge me again, that's, we're not Absolutely doing it. Not. She goes, no, we're not going to charge you. We're going to, we'll do it again. She didn't believe that my, con- I, I mean, well, this is why. So then she goes and tests me again. It comes back. It's fine. And you'd had this doctor before? Yeah. Yeah. It's 5.9 again. And my eyes start lighting up. I'm like, oh, my God. My A1C is under 6. This is, like, insane. I can't wait to announce this to the world. I can't wait to tell my parents. She puts the paper down and she goes, do not think you're doing anything right. (laughs) I was like, excuse me. And she was like, look at your charts. And I was low all the time. I was low. And you were on Dexcom, right? I had just, yeah, well, yeah, I had just switched to the Dexcom. Because that's why you had came come down so much. Yes, but I was so, I was low. So was she looking at that She was looking data, at the Dexcom chart. Like your time and range. Yeah, and I was low every night, and I was low every day, and I was low every morning. She goes, this, this your A1C is not, um, like, representing your diabetes control, because you, although it looks amazing, <laughs> you can't be low all the, this is but not okay. But did you still feel good? Yes, of course I felt good, like, see that number i'm like this this doesn't seem right and it didn't but she like did not even believe it that she had to retest it but this is why so last weekend someone had asked this group of teenagers what's your a1c used it's very important to make sure they're low and i chimed in i was like hold on i it makes me very uncomfortable because if everyone had a 5.9 a1c the way i got my 5.9 a1c that would be a very unhealthy way to be managing yourself yeah you know what i mean the lowest I've ever had, I think, was five point nine, and yeah. that's because I was low. All and not saying the time. that people don't have these healthy numbers, but to but to hold a number so high in regard to how you're managing a number yourself, that has no meaning. It's a in itself. freaking. It's an right. It's an, it's average. an average of three months. What? The hell? Oh my god! It bothers me so much. If you're low, just the certain amount of times it's going to pull from those low numbers. Yeah. I think it's an unfair. I don't think it's wrong to try and learn from it. There's a big push now with JDRF and other organizations to lower. Be, no, go beyond. They call it beyond oh, A1C. I think that's brilliant. Yeah, because the it, FDA why right does now it, it holds so much pressure over us. Because it's easy to understand. How, why is it easier to understand than our blood sugars? 
Well, I think because before Dexcom, like how else would you just write down three months of blood sugars and add well, them up? Well, I guess up? then if I had gotten a 5.9, I would think I was doing everything right. Yeah. It but wasn't then you had the data that's like, Right, if it no, wasn't until I saw it, she straight up looked at me and said, you are not, do not think you're doing yeah. anything right as a diabetic. And that's why my endocrinologist told me I in my last appointment to get my A1C up. Right. Because, and I think I did. Actually, there was two appointments I ago. Think I got we, it up a little right. bit. Right. I think there needs to be a way to take off this um, stigma that your A1C is like. Who you are. The, is who you are and is the definition of your control. What else bothers us? Well, so that's why we post it, right? Because we feel proud. Well, do we post it? No, yeah, no, no I th no, I don't we post do it. exactly. I think people post it to feel good. To feel good, to get good feedback, to sh to maybe show off. Off. Um, I know that you and I have both experienced people posting their A1Cs and it has been very low when they have still been in the honeymoon stage of their diabetes. <laughs> Where we both I was just diagnosed. Where three we both ago. yeah, right. Where they had just been diagnosed and are and they did these Instagram stories like, Oh my god, I'm waiting, I'm waiting at my endo right now. I'm so nervous. What's my A1C gonna be? And then they post it and it's like a five point something, and they're like, Oh, I'm so relieved. And I think we've said stuff to each other before, like, well, yeah, like your pancreas is still <laughs> producing insulin. Like half like, diabetic. Yeah, like that's not like I get like you uh, I don't think that's fair for all of these people who are following said people to see this number and then try to work towards this very unrealistic number for themselves. I think that, yeah. Right? We're, we're all our own. I mean, why? why? I it's think just you have to think about thing. why are you posting what, it? Like, what are you, what, yeah, what are you hoping to get out of it? And I, I think that. There's you think when you post stuff online, it's just you sharing your life. Or are you like needing a safe space to share something? Yeah. However. Like the way a blog used to be. Yeah. And you would have a blog, but no one would really read it, right? Because mm -hmm. who knew you're like crazy URL? You're like dot blogspot.com. Yeah. Your Zanga account. But now anyone can see it. They can just search hashtag T1D. Hashtag, hashtag A1C. A1C. But I think you have to think about when someone else sees that. What it makes what them do, feel like. What do they feel like? And, and if your A1C is higher, not that that's bad, but let's, let's say you don't feel like you have good control and you see other people with good control, does that, I don't know, feel like a defeat? Does that... Right, because I, you, you, you know, bad? the only people that, and I, I don't want to sound too opinionated about this. As you're sharing your as, opinion? As I'm sharing my opinion. <laughs> but you know, there's those people that will put their A. Here's my question. Oh, okay, put their A1C me, in yes, their profile? Yes, in their and let bio? me ask this. Instead of judging and just having a very open mind, I would actually like people to tell me why do you put your A1C in your profile? I would love, no, I would sincerely yeah. like to know the reason what that does. Because for me, that's like the definition of like showing off. Or I mean, there there has to it, be another it, it reason because like, I'm not here to tell all of you. I mean, if anyone's listening to this that has their A1C in their profile, I'm not. We're not saying that you're showing off. I'm really wondering what why you feel the need. It makes to it feel it like it's a part of you. Like when people right. are like, type one diabetic A1C from, 
from Chicago, you know, Chicago raised, LA living, filmmaker, podcaster, runner. A1C. A1C. But you'll also realize no one will ever put their, like, you'll never see a profile that says A1C 7.0. It's only when it's 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 fives and sixes. Yeah. Yeah. And it just makes, I mean, I just. Why is that then? Why don't we put stuff like our SAT score? Right. Why are you putting that? Are you so. Our GPA. Proud GPA to have 4.0, this number. A1C 6.0. I'm being serious. It's making me angry. It makes me sad, actually. I think and it, I just, know people I think are it gonna, hurts people. I know more than people it helps are going to disagree with this. Exactly. Who and, does it Well, here. Who here, does it help? Exactly. Themselves, their ego. Does it help other people? I feel people? like I'm going to be bashed for this podcast. When I. Okay, here's an example. I feel example. like this whole. I feel like I'm going to be bashed The whole for show the, is going to be bashing right. us. We should all, all let's just go anonymous. Starting now, <laughs> we're anonymous. No, I'm but this weekend, James Mansfield. I'm James Mansfield. <laughs> <laughs> so James. James, yes, James. Um, that's what I was saying this weekend. Like you relate more, and I'm not okay. Th- again, I'm not saying post only the bad. I'm just saying post the real. And for example, this but weekend, but for some people that is their real. Right? Sure. Some people but are not, a 5.9. Okay, right. But I'm saying them. this weekend I had someone reach out to me saying, random text saying how much they hated diabetes and how it was so hard for them. And all I did was send them a photo of my crazy graph from this weekend. It was like, it was actually like a very smooth roller coaster ride. Mm-hmm. I was just going from like 400 to 40 to 400, but like very smoothly. That's all I needed to send her. And she wrote, oh my God, I feel so much better about myself. I'm like, I feel like we're going to have more of a support system if we're all, like, when I post things about, when I posted that story about all, all, all three of us having our shit night blood sugars, yeah. I, I honestly, Jen, I swear to God, I've never gotten more responses of people sharing me their, fo- like, photos of their shit night blood yeah. sugars. And I'm like, this is what brings us together. Like, of course we have people that the have. bad things that uh, bind well, us, Well, I mean, right? of, yeah, of course we have people that have this, this perfect control, whatever way they want to define control. Or well, perfect. I mean, perfect, wait, whatever way they wanted to right. find perfect. But I'm saying, I'm. I don't see. I never see a you know a hundred blood sugar posted, and then I send back a picture of my hundred. Like that's oh, not how my mind yeah. works. It's more like I see someone that was low the entire night, and I'm like, oh my god, There's I feel you in the pain, pain and suffering. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I guess if we were all hundred all the time, we'd have nothing to talk about. I mean, what. I get being proud. I've had my straight line nights yeah. where I'm like, oh, this is You send like, those to me. Yeah, and I've had my straight But you don't post them on, do you? No, no. I think I think maybe I think I posted once or twice where I'm yeah. like, this is something that I want to share with people because this very rarely happens to me that like this yeah. is something I'd like to document. But I'm not someone that posts my hundreds. I'm not because they're so rare. That's not fair to make people think that that's what my life You're looks like. You're holding people to an But then again, are we judging because we have shit control? And we are, are we jealous? No, I think we have normal control. I think. I mean, you have uncontrolled diabetes. We've already established that. (laughs) No, you know what I mean? I don't think we have shit control, but I think. uh, I I, I I mean, mean, I have highs. I have lows. Same. Right? Yes. I'm going, I feel like I'm getting riled up right now. (laughs) Is this the point of this podcast? I'm getting hot. I think that, um. But I would Everyone also. Everyone highs and lows. Right? I would really like to hear other people's opinions about this topic about posting these very good A one Cs and why they feel the need to post them or how they think it affects other people. Looking so you at their mentioned profiles. that woman who reached out to you and you sent her the screenshot. Yeah. So Dave, who I'm happy to mention because I've already mentioned him already. Dave Holmes. Dave Holmes, listen to his 
podcast, Homophilia. Homophilia. So about a year or so ago, um, I started sharing, James and I started sharing our Dexcoms with him. And I don't think he was sharing with anyone else. Uh-huh. And I, don't, I really was. I might have shared with my sister because she's my like support Confidant. line. Yeah. She's the person who's up at three in the morning anyways for work. So when my urgent low goes off at 3.30, I don't feel bad like I'm waking her up. And we started sharing our Dexcoms with Dave. And he mentioned to us like a while after how much better it made him feel to be able to go into the share app. And, and see that see, other people are doing shitty. Yeah. You look at someone's 24-hour. Yes. Like anyone can look good for three hours no, or one for, hour. Long. Oh, my God. Anyone can make it look good for one hour. Yeah. Do you know what I – for some reason – And it I'm, made him feel so good. Like right. other people are going through this too. Like. Right. I'm not a bad person. I'm not a bad diabetic, right? I'm just a person with diabetes, and this is what diabetes looks like. I think, and I don't know, I mean, this might be me being jealous, but I see these people um, following these very strict diets, and, like, every day they post their straight lines. And, you know, honestly, instead of me being, like, good for them, the first thing I do is roll my eyes. We get it. You're perfect. And I'm sure that comes from... um, I'm sure that has to come from like a point of jealousy. But also it's like stop rubbing it in. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Jealousy. Even even if you're even if I had a per- yeah, even if I had a perfect day. I just think of all the people who aren't having that. You right know, now. I've met with people, I've photographed people and I've talked about what diabetes accounts they follow, and they have admitted to me that they have unfollowed a lot of type one influencers because they were like, this isn't like an inspirational account anymore. This is an account based on how great, they, how are. great they are. And that doesn't make them feel good. And so they like decided to take that out of their lives. So do we have a responsibility to be real? Real? I don't think, I don't, and I, I'm probably going to say this every episode, I don't think we're um, condoning being out of range. Of, I mean, we obviously <laughs> want people to be healthy. We want to be healthy. We want to have these. But it's not about the straight line. I think it's more, um, well, this goes back to the community thing. I think we relate to each other most when we're sharing the real stuff. Which is what we're going to do here. Yeah. And it's, you know, you mentioned food briefly. Did I? <laughs> yeah, people eating these crazy diets that oh, yeah. got like perfect lines all the time. Um, I don't know. I like carbs. I like right. I I know. Sometimes I when I'm about to eat a meal that I know, like you know, what can if I can quote you, you were this perfect. I'm bo- you had this. I'm well, so I mean, can I oh, can yeah, I curse I on this? Can I, I curse on this I think you podcast? You had the, you had this perfect line. You had this perfect day, and we were about to sit down and eat. And you're like, "Look, I'm perfect." And then you pause and go, "And now I'm about to fuck it up." And it's like you have to make the decision, like when you know you're going to eat I didn't something want that want to screw it up. No, of I course, it's saying. not our goal. Our goal is not to be out of range. That's not the point of this thing. But there, you, it, there does come a time where I will be well be a hundred, and then I know I'm about to eat carbs that I don't have the calculations for exactly. And I know that line is going to go up. The odds are say more e. likely right. you're going to go out of range right. than stay flat. Is it worth it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Were those pork belly tacos worth it? A hundred percent. Am I still high? I'm still 260. Oh, down arrow. But it'll come down. Right. I think that's 
There's the long game. Actually, I wanted to bring up something in this episode and I wrote it down in my phone and I just remembered it. I was really low when I was at work today and I ate a bunch of sugar. And I, as I was walking to pick up uh, this girl from school, it started going up. It was like 150. It wasn't, it wasn't crazy. It was like 150 diagonal arrow up. And in my head, I was like, I, I had just eaten. Like I had just scratched for my low. And in my head, I was like, Sh- I should probably get insulin. And then I thought to myself, before the Dexcom and before I had all this data right here in my hand, I'm like, I would have not known that I was going a slight diagonal arrow up. I would have waited. I would have tested probably an hour or two later to see where I was, and I probably would be fine. But because I have this information where I see that I'm going slight up, I want to get insulin to stop it, which is going to make me go low it's again. Like blood sugar anxiety. It's crazy. Like, Dia, and, and I was like, what did you anxiety. do? I was like, Laura, what did you do this before this? And I'm like, you would have waited two hours like a person before all this technology. Yeah. And I would have been fine because I would have gone up and come back down because that's what But your controls That's what happened. Better? I mean, yes. you just said when you got the decks, you went from like a 7.1 to a 5.9. Because 5. I was 9. low all the time. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm constantly. But you've also have you eliminated a lot of highs? Yes, yes. It's like a weird. I think it makes you aware of your blood sugar in a way that you weren't before. And sometimes that can. And sometimes be... that can be information overload. Just a few minutes ago, I had a um, slight. I was one forty slight arrow up after eating, and was about had my finger. On the button, on the pump. The button. To bolus. <laughs> yeah. And right before I did it, the next dot showed up. And it was 143. Like straight. Straight. Yeah, that happens to and me. So you know I how many- a third of the bolus I would Right. Do you know how many times it says I'm going up and incorrect and one second, like a millisecond later, I start leveling and I'm like, what have I done? And yeah. now I have to trade a low that I wasn't going to have. You either have to eat then knowing you're going to go low or Right. Yeah, I'll correct for then- a low that I don't even have, like thinking that it's going to happen. And then I have to eat the amount of carbs that I just got insulin for. And I'm like, what a waste of like- I'd be perfectly satisfied after my meal. Then I have to eat when I'm not hungry because I just fucked up. Yeah. Anyway, I think we should. This is a good place to end it. it. Yeah. I've exhausted all my frustrations on this topic. Yeah. Do Do you have anything? No. I mean, what? So, what is our consensus? I mean. I think we both think don't post your A1C. I no think one we cares both... about your A1C <laughs> but you. Let that be. Yeah, mom. right. Keep your A1C. I used to, every time I would leave the endocrinologist, I would like call my mom and be like, hey, guess what my A1C is? Right. And I don't think there's any and shame in sharing it with for your like loved a ones. Year. But guess what? All your followers are not your loved ones. <laughs> I don't even think my mom cares. cares. <laughs> I mean, she wants me to be healthy, but like if I say I'm. 6.3, right. or if I say I'm 6.8, she's not going to be like, ooh, Craig. You're uncontrolled, or you're you doing great. You a lot of lows. Yeah. No, I just say, and I think we have so much more data now with the Dexcom, with time and range, and that's more useful information. And you, and- if I'm under 55, 7% of the time, right. which I used to be. That is a miserable life. Well, and you see and I had these, a great A1C. And you see these posts too, where they're like, "Oh, I'm always 12. Like my A1C is always um, like very high, and I finally brought it down to 10. And there's like this huge victory for these people. 
And then you go and, and shit you all go over and it sh- with your... Right, and then you post your 5.9 and yeah. these people feel like shit after that was like a huge accomplishment for them. And I'm sure that wasn't an easy thing for them to do is get it down two points lower than what it was before. It's like, it's so fucking relative. Can I cut? Are we cussing on this? Or are you going to edit this for out? a while. I mean, I don't know what you're going to do. I think that... I think it's f- relative... To each person. I mean, obviously, you yeah. have that number you want to be, but we, we all have to understand how many factors and variables go into this A1C. Maybe there's diabetes oversharing. I think a little bit. That's maybe. I, I, I think that maybe with all of these social media profiles, there's become a little bit of competitiveness. And mm. that, I think, is what really stirs me up. And I don't think that's specific to diabetes. No, just I think life. there's oversharing in general. Sure. And it just happens to be that we follow a lot of diabetes accounts. So we see a lot yeah. of that. Yeah. I mean, I have my diabetes account that's only people Me too. with diabetes. I don't, I don't know if I follow a single uh, – that's not true. I follow personal accounts of diabetics yeah. on my personal, but I don't follow any, like, diabetes accounts on my personal. I need the separation of church and state. But, again, we're going off on a tangent now. Yeah. Let's close up shop. So we want to hear what you guys feel about this topic. Yeah. You can hit me up on Instagram. <laughs> you at can over- Sell podcast. <laughs> you can overshare with me anytime. <laughs> You're just my type one. Number one. Number one. Uh, make sure you subscribe to Beta Cell. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Out of Range is a show of Beta Cell. It's going to be on the same channel. So subscribe on iTunes. I guess they call it Apple Podcasts now, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, We're excited to hear from you. Super excited to see how this show goes. It's a team goes. effort. Yeah. You guys are just as involved as we are. We want to talk about what you guys want to hear. I'm Craig. <laughs> I'm Laura. And we're out of, out of range. range. That'll get better over time. <laughs>